Hi, kids. It's Candy Coated Razor Blades. This is Bob, the giant monster that, you know, damn it. Let's try this again. <laughs> Fuck. Actually, I had one last night and I've already forgotten it, so this could take a minute. Oh, I have mine. I thought it was like, oh, I don't have one. I don't have one. Wait. Oh, no. Yeah, I totally do. Woo. <laughs> we going to try this again? Yes. Three, again? two, one, and on. <laughs> Hi, kids. It's Bob again. Go to Razor Blades. I am the giant <laughs> motherfucker. Why Why are words not working today? Try this again. Bob Ted is the giant G- motherfucker. Oh, Ted. Razor Blades. No, 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 no. Not the bird woman. This is what we needed. Hi kids, it's Candy Coat and Razor Blades. I'm your host, Bob, the giant monster that Anne Hathaway like decided to like set loose on South Korea. And here are my co-hosts, Andy and Alex. Introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Alex, and I only become a monster at the China Buffet because bitches be trying to take the crab rangoon. <laughs> I deserve the crab rangoon. <laughs> I'm Andy, and I'm not allowed within 150 feet of that park. <laughs> no. We don't oh, no. talk about it anymore. And we have a guest host today, my friend Sarah Hans. Introduce yourself, please. Hi, I'm Sarah Hans. Uh, in my day job, I'm a teacher, so I spend a lot of time with um, children who wish that they were monsters yeah. and act like <laughs> monsters, so I feel like I'm kind of an expert on the monster thing. Awesome. I almost wanted to ask what grade you taught, and then I was like, actually, it doesn't matter. You could say anything after that. Eighth yeah. grade. Oh, oh, God. <laughs> That's like, they're like in puberty, but just at the beginning of it, so like, rage. So you're like, yeah, you're, you're like, you're, you're like full on coping with like Stranger Things season two right here. That's like, ooh. I still need to watch season one. It's, it's, uh, you're a horrible person. How do I even know you? You it's know me because I'm a horrible this person. This, that, I do. That's, that's how we, we bonded. Exactly. <laughs> So this is going to be, I don't know if it'll be a giant size episode or not, but we're certainly talking about giant things. We're first going to talk about the Rampage trailer, that which was, makes me so that happy. That was so witty, Bob. I know, I, right? I, I, was, they can't all be winners. I feel like I was, <laughs> that was like the worst attempt at a transition. In I, feel like, I feel like you were leading us to expect a dick joke, and you didn't, and I feel like... There's dick like jokes a, will come. There's like a there's like a dick joke shaped floppy donkey dick floating in the sentient hole because Bob's about to bring it out. Getting gently there's, whipped. There's a there's a sentient <laughs> hole in my heart that goes all the way to you China. Know what, Bob? <laughs> Fuck you, Stephanie Meyer. <laughs> and whoever turned Stephanie Meyer's bullshit into Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, bullshit. even worse. Even worse. Wow. I, I was really Fuck calling you, back. Stephanie Meyer fan fiction writers. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> I was calling back to you know the erotic rights of Frankenstein, but oh, whatever. The only thing to call back to the movie is Daddy Dong. Well, well, being gently whipped, which is what was exa- which is what was happening in that movie. I'm sorry you missed it. Watching the Daddy I, Dong I just kind of bounce. His penis was being <laughs> gently whipped. I think his back <laughs> was being whipped. You were you were clearly not there after the camera. <laughs> oh, <okay. clears throat> I don't think a tongue lashing is called a whipping. So anyway, after we discuss rampant, what is this? Ew. What? <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a bit of Rice Krispie treat on my sweatshirt. At least that's what it Ew. was. 
<laughs> I know, right? I'm the best. We're, we I'm are the intellectuals in this. We are. <laughs> so after we discuss Rampage, we're going to talk about Colossal because Anne Hathaway is amazing and I love, I her. love her. She's amazing. Yeah. All right. So Rampage. Rampage. Give us the details, Andy. 2009, directed by Uva Ball. Just kidding. That's a different movie. Thank you. Like, oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. For this long, really? Oh. No, but yeah, Uva Ball did Uva actually Raging have... Raging Ball. Uva Ball did actually have a movie called Rampage in he 2009. Did. There you uh. go. So, no, this is this is Rampage, set for the release sometime in 2018. I don't know when. I don't care. Directed by Brad Payton, the man who brought you San Andreas and Cats and Dogs, The Revenge of Kitty Galore. I mean, everybody has to start somewhere. Yikes. Yeah, <laughs> and apparently he's also he's also attached to an upcoming black hole project. Like, I think that one. No, that's not happy. Wait, that's what not, black hole project? Like the Disney black hole. I think. Oh, that would be amazing. Uh, written by actually, there are like four people writing it, so it's really not oh, worth. Oh, that's it. not good. Exactly. No. No, it's bad. That's it's bad. Like, oh, oh. So, oh. uh, starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson, we know him. Is he still the Rock? Like, is that still in his name? I don't care. I don't give a shit either. Ah! Yeah, really. he's, he's he's a nice fellow, but I just don't like any of any I movies when he's he was ever in. Scorpion King for the first time, and my yeah. big fat lesbian friend like screamed in the middle of the movie when we saw it. <laughs> what? What? Out of curiosity, did she scream in the middle of the movie? Was she just like happy to see him? Um, I wanted to say it was something about having her baby. She wasn't quite a lesbian at this point. <laughs> she, still, she still really wanted to have sex with men, but she still thought that penises had teeth and eyes and would attack you. So it was the early stages of her attempting <laughs> eventual lesbianishness. I like, the, I like the way you said that as if they don't. <clears throat> Um, I mean, I'm sure there are people who never accept it, and I feel sorry that they can't accept who they truly are. <laughs> also, I don't understand why they're lesbians, because nothing about the vagina works for me, personally. Um, I appreciate that it gives life, and it is really positive for a lot of people, but it just can, intellectually, I'm not there. <laughs> intellectually, and, and on some level... Aesthetically, I'm not there. It's just a thing. No, I used, okay. I totally used to ask uh, my fraternity brothers when they had like bad porn, like, "Is this an attractive vagina?" Like, I just want to know what an attractive one to you is. So I have like an, a range in my head of like what is considered attractive, because personally, I see them all and they look kind of similar. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Alex, mm -hmm. in 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 the musical that will one day be written of your life. <laughs> I just want you to know that phrase will be referenced. It'll be like, is this an attractive vagina? And, you know, that's that's going to be in there. I, I, I want that number to include, like, dancing clitori everywhere. Yeah. I, I knew a guy in, um, in college who made a giant vagina costume for oh. Halloween and so I have this like mental image right now of like, a whole bunch of these people and, these, and his, his face was the clitoris oh. so, like, just kind of like doing a kick line I love it can vaginas. it be tap dancers shuffling yeah. off to buffalo can this be a tap <laughs> it would have to be and, the, there was also the statue of the virgina which was the virgin mary but was a vagina underneath the praying hands oh. because my first year at Otterbein they did a um, installation of someone who really hated the Catholic Church, so every one of their art pieces was like sex in the Catholic Church, like merged <laughs> together. Aww. So I'll never forget the vagina and when um, <laughs> Dr. Chicken had to 
shuffle the children in her children's choir past the vagina very quickly. Right next to the front door. So you see her like gather the children outside in like groups of ten and then like shuffle them in really fast. Don't look, children. Avert your eyes. <laughs> Don't look I, so I just want to point it's out okay. we got literally one actor's name out before that happened right? <laughs> none of us liked this trailer no, no. I know well, that is a lie I get another actor that is a we lie yeah, no, okay, okay. All right. All right. All right. So, okay <clears throat> Um, <laughs> also starring Naomi Harris, OBE. Uh, she is an order. She is an officer of the British Empire, and she is doing this. Uh, from Twenty Eight Days Later, she was in the Pirates of the Caribbean oh. series. She was the Voodoo Priestess. She's, oh, I loved her. She's Money Penny. She is Money Penny in the Bond movies now, and yep. she is also she also she was in fucking Moonlight last year. Why is she in this? Yes, because she, she needs so a pool. Everybody was so good in it's Moonlight. It's because they it's backed a dump truck of money up to her house. They did. That's why she's, she's doing this movie. She's British. She has no need for a pool. They probably did this. It's cold. <laughs> well, do do you think the islands. British people can't swim? What? This <laughs> is her Jaws core. She just fully Michael Caine'd this. Uh, she did. Maybe she had brunch with him. And did while she, they were eating their brunch, freaking... he was like, girl, take that movie. It's she's like in a... In a, a tropical island. You're going to get three <laughs> weeks in the sun. Right. Like, come on. Right. It's, uh, you did Moonlight. It's you like Will this. Smith. He he does the big blockbusters so then he can make the little indie, you know, yeah. feel good movies that he really cares about. Well, except for yeah, that whole orc thing that's coming out. That's going to be oh, weird. No. Mm. Um, <laughs> well, he, still has to, he still has to pay back from After he Earth. Does. He like, does. Oh, that After did Earth. Nope. Continue. Yes. Uh, Malene, this is good. This is a tough name. Ma, uh, Malin Erkerman. I think it's something like a Swedish name. She's oh. uh, best known. She was Silk Spectre in The Watchmen. Malin Ackerman. Oh, yeah. I like her. Yeah. How are the actors doing? Um, they're, well, they're working. They're, I think exactly. most of these, they are most of these people, these are all like the Where sub, these are the sub pool level people. These are like, I don't want to, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to pick on anybody for having a job because no. you know what I do for a living. Yeah. Romance read, novels. Read mm-hmm. I read yes, yeah. I, I, you, I read gay romance novels, typically involving like werewolves and elves and vampires falling in love. Oh my god, that's amazing. That's my job. There are so <laughs> many gay boys. Who and actually, them. honestly, I, I secretly really like them a lot. They're fun. <laughs> okay. Um, that also, is your secret um, shame. Not a secret anymore. It's not a secret anymore. Also starring uh, Joe Joe Manganiello. Oh, he's pretty. Yeah, True Blood, Magic oh, Mike. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I uh, saw apparently. him in the trailer, and I was like, "The Rock like, and Joe in yeah. one movie." And apparently, he is. Apparently, he's also mm-hmm. Deathstroke. Now kiss. Now. now kiss. Yeah. So again, right, there's still still not a pool. He's just it's just he's just working. Yeah, no, he gets he's um, gotten steady paychecks for a while. Yeah, yeah. Marley Shelton. She's in like Grindhouse and Sin City. Oh, I liked her in Grindhouse. Yeah, and Jeffrey Dean Morgan, the guy from. The walking motherfucking dead. You know, right. three way. Oh, yeah. He is so sexy. Oh my right. god, yes. Oh my god. I, so just, three of them. We just, we just started. Triple kids. Uh, I started okay. showing Paul Weeds, and he plays um, Nancy Botwin's husband who died, and I forgot he played. I've never actually. He wasn't. I don't think at the time when that came out, he was famous. He was not famous. No, no. He, was. he hadn't even been on Grey's Anatomy yet, which is his other moment when I'm like, hi, Danny. I, I first him. noticed him in Watchmen. Oh. Yes, that's true. He was, yeah, he he was, was the comedian, comedian in Watchmen. So he, he worked with the uh, oh, Melanie so Ackerman. And I'm sure that's why I'm like, ooh, porn stash. Let's go. Yeah. Let's like, go. Yeah. The comedian's super awful and Negan's super awful. So yeah. it'll be just, perfect. He's he so does sexy, play villains well. Be awful. And he has. Um, you have to have this kind of like dark charisma to play Negan. Because I read the comics. I stopped reading them not that long after Negan because it just got too bleak. And like... 
a certain a certain person gone. was put in the White House, and I was like, I can't read any more yeah. stuff for a while. <laughs> so <laughs> I had to take a break Jolly from the comics. Thing. Right. Yeah. So uh, and yeah. and they're just nonstop. Yeah. All the yeah. time. Cool. Yeah. So the last, it's not even really a deet as much as it is just to, in case anybody hasn't figured out what Rampage is. This is based on the video game oh uh, from Bally Midway from the 1980s. That makes me so happy. It I've does, been waiting for this for years. It does not make me happy. And I can, I, I can, I can, I can explain why with a single quote from the director. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Um, Don't <clears> ruin this for me. I'm going to read it. It's too late. It's too late. <laughs> I'm, right. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to rain on I'm going to rain really hard before the parade even steps off. No. That's just me. With Rampage, we are using our love of the original game as our inspiration. Then we're going to build a movie like San Andreas that is really going to surprise people in what it delivers. It's going to be a lot more emotional, a lot scarier, and more and a lot more real than you'd expect. I mean, because the I, game was not I, I deep really at wish all. That the emphasis was not yours, Andy, but was actually the. the I know. I he might have that. actually sounded like that. He, <laughs> might, he may have. I love that <clears throat> game. I would oh, never yeah. have imagined putting that game onto film. I, it's. I will hopefully I, still never imagine it because I will not. I, see this I, I am kiboshing the shit out of that ever you. happening. I'm, in I'm my gonna, oh no! I will be it. there. No. Yeah, I will be there. It. You can do like a, a it has, it has giant fun. monsters and the rock. Right. Mm. I'll just watch clips of him running shirtless if there are. Really, any. the only problem that I have with this is in the video game. They didn't mutate from animals. They mutated from people. That's my only problem. I will be yeah, there. That's, that's and I will watch the giant monsters destroy here's, here's, Chicago. Here's and the problem for me. Happy. happy. If, no, if you, because when he's be talking happy. about, when he, cause he's talking about like, oh, these lab grown animals and stuff, that's the nugget of the game. And I'm like, that's not the nugget of the game. The nugget of the game is. <laughs> happy. Right? And they just destroy a building. Yes. They destroy you get buildings be, and eat people. Yeah. You, you get to be the monster. That's the uh, point of Rampage. Should you want the found footage version where we're seeing everything from the monster's eyes? Right, no. Right. <laughs> I think you shouldn't try to make a movie out of Rampage because it's really no, stupid. I, I agree with that. You get that to be the like, monster. I, nobody you, said it was going to be like in, in, in a movie, You don't get to be the monster. We're going to be stuck with The Rock but, trying to stop George. And it's this like, is going to be like Jurassic Park gets loose in Chicago. This, no, it's I mean, going to be Kong Skull Island meets Project X. Mm-hmm. No, uh, it's going to be Kong Skull Island meets Battleship. Yeah. The other movie that did not need to be Battleship did not need to be made because that game has no. But no, no. At, at least, at least with Nothing Rampage, it's giant monsters. I mean, giant monsters are always a draw. That's going to be a thing, and that is why I will see this movie. I will see it. So, anyway, so moving other large animals that we liked more. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's not. So, that's a very very cruel way to refer to Anne Hathaway. It, oh man. Come on. <laughs> Leave poor Anne alone. <laughs> Leave her alone. <laughs> Leave Anne alone. Ah! Shall we shall we do details on Colossal? We can. We shall. All right. So, them, so Colossal. Um it is actually 2016, so this this uh, movie is is a, like a year old, but it just got released yeah, it's, recently. It's been streaming. No, yeah. so it was it was um uh, brain. It was at a film festival. It had a film festival release. Yeah, uh, and and yeah. there's a story about its release, but we'll, we'll hit that after the dates. Yeah, and there, yeah. it got a wide release um, December 16 through like February 17. Yeah. yeah, there you go. It made not enough money, but... Which sucks. It made like 3 million gross. Yeah. So anyway, uh, 2016, uh, directed and written by Nacho Vigalondo. Yes. I love his name. 
Nacho. I like his movies. I know, right? What else has he done? Time Crimes. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Which I also watched this week because I wanted to I wanted to yeah. be able to talk about so, it. So starring Anne Hathaway as Gloria, Jason Sudeikis as Oscar, Austin Stoll as Joel, Tim Blake Nelson as Garth, Dan Stevens as Tim, uh, Hannah Sheremy as young Gloria, Nathan Ellison as young Oscar, um, and lots of other people that we really don't care about. And really, so. yeah, Dan Stevens. I knew Dan Stevens from Downton Abbey. That's about the only thing place I knew him from anybody in this movie from. Apart from Anne Hathaway, who was Anne Hathaway. Oh, you didn't uh, know yeah. of Jason Sudeikis? No, I didn't. He I, was what the Hangover movies, yes. He was. Oh, in, he's done all kinds of stuff. Yeah, he was not in the Hangover movies. Oh. he was in um, Horrible Bosses. Oh, We're the Millers, Horrible Bosses, Millers. one and two. Um, he's from somewhere. Is he from SNL? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just know. I think I, I he was on a TV show other than SNL. I feel like the I last like man him. on earth. Yeah. I find him like yeah. yeah. Subtly I watch that show. Oh, I, I find him. I found him quite yeah. attractive in this movie. Yeah. Oh, he's just in general. He's well, just a very, he's very like a very goofy, attractive. Yeah, in most movies. He, he's, he's very low key, yeah. pretty dorky. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, he's married. He's well. He was engaged to Olivia Wilde. I don't know if they're actually married now. Um, but yeah, I I actually really enjoy him in whatever I see him in. He's yeah, I like him. He's actually him. very good in this. While I may not like his character and that personality, I, I thought mean, he did a fantastic job he did. playing the role. Yeah. So uh, so I realize we don't we, we usually spoil stuff like with Mary Abandoned. This is one of those movies that actually it almost kind of matters if you know. So like if you haven't seen the movie yet, you really want to see the movie before yes, we go to you, you do you do because please, if you don't want spoilers. Back. Yes, please stop this the is podcast. A, this is a movie that actually, Go watch because it. of because of the way the movie plays out, you your expectations of going in are really going to color what you think about He's, the movie. Oh, yeah. He is still so, engaged to Olivia uh, Wilde. Like, they have not gotten married. That's They're a three-year engagement. Okay. Someone has commitment issues. Right. And also, if you just look at the marketing, you did not know. No. Oh, yeah. You didn't see it coming at all. You did not know. No, and absolutely I not. have to give the marketing, whoever did the marketing for this credit, for not just, like, completely turning it into... You know, a spoiler fest. Of I think I, I don't know. I have two theories, competing theories of how that happened. One of them was what you've just suggested that they that they were like, "Hey, you know, if we if we market this like every other Anne Hathaway movie out there, mm-hmm. then people are going to come in and they're going to get totally blindsided, and it's going to be so good." And then there's this other part of me that's thinking that the people who bought this movie had no idea what they were doing, and they're like. Anne Hathaway is in it. Let's just try and get somebody to come see it. Right. Yeah, and they, the trailers were just all about the the monster. Right. Yeah, they were. They were. They were making it look like a very quirky little romantic comedy. It, it it really seemed like they were they were going like full on manic pixie dream girl with her right. in this one. Yep. Yeah. And and which is fine because of what they did with it later oh, in the film. Well, that's the thing by is the, way, the director. Oh my god, Patrick Vigalondo is absolutely <laughs> gorgeous. Yes. Yes. Hello, please. Daddy. Yes. Hi. Um, yeah. oh. <laughs> And, um, Are we gonna tag him in this one too, we like we did the last time? Sure. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know Nacho Vigalondo personally, like I knew well, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> we can try. <laughs> we should really get Jason in here, and you know, just have him take his shirt so, off. And um, whatever. So wait, that's objectifying. We shouldn't do that. We're gonna do it okay anyway. Well, true. We do have to ask if he's okay with it first. Yeah, if he's okay with it, full of right. Okay. So would you mind taking off your shirt, Jason? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> And he wants to get serious. Well, no, I'm okay. just like, yeah. I'm like, I know. Okay. So we do have to go. Well, go. yeah, I was like, just uh, the, just maybe hit the, the, the basic outline of the movie. So, so what's the, going on is um, 
Yeah. So it's, it's worth it. it. It is worth it. So <laughs> so what's going on is summarize movies before. Well, yes, we, we do. We try to. No, we fail. We, we fail horribly. Don't. We have to. We tried. Was when Bob suddenly tried to do it and like, would, like with the babysitter. We, <laughs> we have to we have to try so we can fail we so uh, so uh, essentially what we're doing is you know drunk person mcdrunky and hathaway has problems and needs to go home for a while to collect herself and do whatever and she's failing miserably and discovers that you know she's the cause of a giant monster attacking soul uh, uh korea so and then there's Just, you know she, she's reconnecting Korea. with people from school soul and new people Korea. and making new friends and building this whole new life for herself and it just kind of all goes sideways yeah so it's very yeah. much about like returning to your home and trying to like reconnect with your roots and the consequences yeah. of that and exactly so maybe you shouldn't always try to do that yeah you shouldn't try to move on my, my synopsis for this movie from the point of view of Anne Hathaway is that upon being kicked out of her boyfriend's apartment because he's unable to support and help her move past her raging alcoholism, yeah. she goes home to her parents' rental house and meets her childhood friend who was always hating her, who then proceeds to gaslight her yeah. and t- pretend like they have conversations so that he can slowly take over her life. Yes. Alex did this better than I did. she throws him... Literally miles away, and probably has him splat up against some Walmart in the middle of fucking New Hampshire. <laughs> well, I mean, because that would be fitting. Basically, really. yeah, and that's and that's the thing. <laughs> that is the point of view of Anne Hathaway for this. And right. that, is, yeah. that was actually very close to my point of view. Yeah, watching the movie. Which is why I was Jason trying to make Sudeikis... it short and sweet, and you guys are like, "Oh no, you're wrong." Well, Jason Sudeikis well, is such yeah. a perfect choice for that. He gave like the he most is, like yeah, hiding so... misogynistic. Like she just really wanted to go home and collect her thoughts. And she was eating <laughs> her and, like, right. No, she was kicked out by her boyfriend right. who could not handle her to meet yeah. someone who she she left one abusive situation her. and went yeah. straight into well, another. Well, well the, she she didn't leave an abusive situation. She left it. Well, she left. She, left, a, she was forcibly ex, uh, forcibly expelled. because she, because he was not willing to enable her. Right. Um, right. Yeah, I, but I almost think that he was not willing to put in the effort for their relationship more than anything because there's a sense of enablement and there's also he did not appear to want to put in any effort like he didn't really want to help her he just wanted her to get over it. we didn't get a lot of backstory though so i'm not, yeah, I'm not sure if we can honestly say it's that. funny how at the beginning of the movie he comes off like a real asshole like he he really dan stevens character comes off like he's mm-hmm. he it, like at the beginning i'm fully invested in anne hathaway and like empathetic with her like right. he's a douche yeah. like what is he doing he's, he's not so unreasonable her. it's completely right. reasonable for her to like yeah. leave him and move back home and try to figure out her life like and that was really God, I really feel like an asshole now. The, oh my God. <laughs> it was really cleverly done because then later, as you start to realize that um, Oscar, Jason, yes. Jason yeah. Jackson's yeah. character, is not what you initially thought, that he's not this great supportive friend and that he's right. not this, this good guy, yeah. Oh, yeah. then mm-hmm. suddenly it's like your worldview starts to shift and you start yeah. to realize that maybe Dan Stevens is actually the healthy choice here. And that was really But even then... I don't think Even then, I don't think he I was think healthy. The healthy choice is that she needs to just move on. Right. Right. Just yeah. She needs to start over. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. a new place, new people. And I think it, that ultimately that's kind of where she ends up. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because exactly. She, she, she tells Dan Stevens, like, she's, gonna, she's coming home. And then she basically runs out on him to go to Korea mm-hmm. and fix the situation. Yeah. And, and yeah, and I think not drinking. 
and the end showed us how intelligent mm-hmm. yeah, she is as a woman. But like, I, when she finally put it together that, like, oh, if this happens here, what if I go there? Yep. Yeah. Like, that that kind of... Yeah. Yep. You know, and I think that you only got that from because when she was drunk, she has some bad scenes of just like, oh, yeah. you are making like the worst kind of drunk, just bad choices, hate yeah. yourself kind of choices. Oh. And I've been there. Yeah. Been um, there. And the people who, this movie was very polarizing for a lot. Like if you go to any place that has user reviews, yeah. then mm-hmm. this movie is not very well liked because an awful lot of people refuse to accept the possibility that Anne Hathaway could be like that in a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, because they were just genius, used to fresh right? face, yeah. pretty Anne Hathaway. Absolutely. Playing with your expectations. Right. Anne Hathaway yeah. is going to be this perfect sort of Mary Sue and protagonist. Right. And, and then she's kind of the strong. I mean, even, even as the Catwoman, she's ostensibly playing a villain, <laughs> but she was still Anne Hathaway. Right. Whereas right. now she's got, this character had some serious pathos. I'm like, yeah. did you guys not watch um, Les Miserables? Because Aww. her her scene, oh my, yeah. oh my god, yeah. oh my god, <laughs> my heart, my poor heart, so oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> and, and she went like she went for this movie. Like oh, she, she is a large part of the reason why this movie got made. Mm-hmm. Um, she is one of the producers. Yes, basically, we 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 kind of shit talked Jonathan Demi in the Silence of the Lambs episode. Yeah, but Jonathan Demi put her onto this like mm-hmm. she oh. she saw a movie called a field in england and i guess she was talking to jonathan Demi and was like i want to do something like that and he was like here try this and he gave her yeah. he, like put like his people in touch with her people and got her a script for colossal yep and yeah she's a pro- she helped produce it she was obviously the most bankable name attached to it mm-hmm. yeah and i think and she just nails the whole she thing does down. she really does you gotta give her credit for reading what is an unlikable alcoholic character and I committing i don't think she's unlikable i i think that she i think that she is unlikable in the sense that she very blatantly causes her own problems and mm-hmm. refuses yeah. to mm-hmm. see things because i i love jason Sudeikis. i went into this movie thinking like i want him to be the fun fluffy guy that she ends up with because i just adore his they really set person. them up to be yeah. there because of that chemistry yeah. thing. oh like, they did the very first gaslighting conversation of like oh no we talked about it last night i was like and i'm already done i'm done yep. with you right i already this is like big blaring like uh yeah. no oh. from and, 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 when he got upset that she was like flirting with the other with that his friend bad. yeah that no, was like for, oh oh some there yeah. is something more yep. going on okay. here because he's being way too possessive of a woman i got does not yeah. belong to him right yeah i twigged the moment when i twigged it i started I, when they brought the futon over i was like yeah okay next day the tv comes over and i'm yeah. like something's wrong yep. something is right. up with this guy he's trying too hard. When the TV came first. No, no, it was the futon was first. Futon was first because she oh. needed a bed. And then he and then he shows up with this giant TV, and I'm like, "That's it." Oh, wait, wait, wait. Job, futon, TV. Okay, that's it. No, no, no. away. Turn it off. And I might be a little hypersensitive to that because I'm about 18 months out of a really abusive relationship. Yeah, and I, I, but I know someone very personally who has just had to go through the last like six to eight months realizing they were in a gaslighting situation yeah and i was a big part of being like hey these are the definition of gaslighting this is what is being done to you 
and you're still trying to fight against me telling you this. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, you know, what uh, battered woman syndrome, they don't realize. No, and unfortunately, it's, true. it's, and it's horrible. But that just that very first moment, I was like, and then I, but I just kept wanting her. I, I know alcoholism, addiction. She was very clearly an alcoholic. Like, yeah, yeah. She would drink way too much, and then she would make just terrible choices. Well, and I, I just, I really wanted And to... Oscar owning a bar was super enabling of that. Oh, yeah, and he knew it. And yep. that's the thing. I think that's... that's why come work for me. What, yeah. I, what I know about the mindset is that, that you're talking about, there's a comfort to it. Even if it's a shitty situation. Yeah. It is still comfortable in a way because it's what you know. Yes. Um, and so for, for Gloria to go back to the town where she grew up, that's the sort of re- regression into a comfortable space. And even though she's getting into this this very, very suspicious relationship with this very, very suspicious guy, it's still comfortable because he is enabling her to um, enact these same habits, these same patterns of behavior that she's accustomed to, even though they are self-destructive. And she knows they're self-destructive. They are. I don't... But there is... There is there it's is, the same old pattern. It's familiar. Yeah. There, it's is a, there is a, a tendency for people... Uh, and then again, this is just my experience mm-hmm. um, to reach for what is comfortable, even if what is comfortable is not what you need or 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 is actively or harmful. Yeah. yeah. And I I have a very specific outlook because I don't have like a hometown to go back to. Right. So I don't see her going back to this rental as a comfort. I see this as an only choice. Mm-hmm. Right. If you like have no money and you know yeah. that your parents have an empty rental that is not being sold, yeah. in my headcanon for the movie, she has not mentioned this to her parents. She literally just like, oh, right. she knew yeah. where the key was, she went and she just moved in. And mm-hmm. she was only expecting to be there X amount of time until she could basically con Tim into taking her back. Yeah. Right. You know, and I, I find, I like her character. I like her arc. I don't find her to be a likable person. If she was a real person in my life, I would not want to deal with that shit. I don't find her likable until the end, uh, to be honest. I, well, because I can accept that she is making bad choices because of she is addicted in some mm-hmm. ways. And she is no one is helping her. She's careening. Yeah. And what was her boyfriend just kind of went hands off. Yep. You know, Pontius Pilate, he spent 40 minutes washing his hands like every good Jesus movie does. Yeah, pretty much. And... Oscar, who you think is being really helpful, is exploiting every single flaw he he catches. Yep. Oh, she drinks and does crazy things when she drinks. Come work at my bar. You know, like he is yep. just catching on every time mm-hmm. to what she's doing. And he's just like inroads, inroads. And I, yep. I only imagine that his actual goal was to make her miserable. I don't think he ever actually like. I, at first, I thought he wanted to be no. with her, or he wanted to like oh, he move want- all of his stuff in so that he would move in and they'd be together. But I think in reality, he actually just wanted to fuck with her. He wanted to fuck with her because his life had been fucked with. I mean, when you go into his house, you see that yeah, he's a hoarder. The scratched out. The, yeah, the scratched out picture is. You- I think his wife was the hoarder. Mm, I think possible. I don't think any of those things in that house are his. They don't look like his characters. Yeah. His character was all, you know, kitschy southwestern bar. I'm a drinker. Yeah. Everything in there was like little figurines of frogs and little yeah. trinkets that he as a character never showed any interest in. But I right. bet like his wife bought all this shit, spent all their money, and then left stuck him. him and then met someone else and left. Yep. 
right. and took yeah. his kid. That obviously. makes a lot of sense. That makes yeah. a lot and of I sense. think so he feels that, you know, just like he crushed her diorama because it was so much better than his. Yeah. That he's always been jealous of her mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. their families are connected. Yeah. He's yeah. Just, I think he's jealous of everything. Sorry. He's trying to he's kind of trying to ruin her. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. he's been ruined. Like, well, and I yeah. think exactly. I think he is jealous of everyone. He's trying to ruin his friend who's doing cocaine in the bathroom because mm-hmm. he knows full well that his friend is doing cocaine in the bathroom and does purposely does not stop it. Right. Purposely pretends like, oh no, he's fine. He's just <laughs> taking his fifth shit for the night. Whatever. Right. Yeah, you know. Right. And he knows full well, like, oh no, he should be stopping him, but Watching, he wants to see him fail. Oh my god, that scene was horrible his, obviously I, gay put, I almost had to bad. stop watching he's gay right that was the reference um, he made a reference early on to bringing a man home i believe that that character was gay but yeah. was also doing drugs well yeah so, definitely yeah. was was doing cocaine in the bathroom but actually when i think about this movie i think of anne hathaway's character as kind of being like a wounded fox Mm-hmm. that doesn't want doesn't know how to ask for help and then anyone who tries to help her it kind of gets real vicious yeah and yeah. it but it kind of wants, wants to be comforted in whatever way it chooses and and that happens a lot of times in any kind of mental illness no, situation it, it does it's not yeah, she's clearly self-medicating she needs yeah. someone to step up and be like no we need to make some hard choices and you need to be someone you need to be accountable to someone because you're not handling it right right and i think of jason sudeikis as like the super rapey dolphin yeah. Like he looks really friendly and he mm-hmm. draws you in, but like, mm, now I'm picturing make really weird choices and I'm... they tend to be a little bit. <laughs> this, metaphor rapey, just, yes. this metaphor just really is fucking with me because now oh, it's not even a metaphor. I'm Dolphins are rapey. I'm picturing a dolphin trying to rape a fox. It's just not working. <laughs> It's like, not working. It's like the alcohol was the how does that, on how, the fox's back. How does that even? And all the foxes went across the lake. The scorpion stung it, and then the dolphin came and tried to break the fox. And... You know, this, this, is, this is what happens Jesus. when you let evil Dr. Cagliostro go to the zoo. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, I, I assume the scorpion is Tim in this reference because <laughs> the stinging of the fox was when the scorpion was like, fuck this shit, I'm out. <laughs> I would Just, like to say that I carried that metaphor as far as it could go. Again, the look. And then the Andy's dolphin face. sets the bar on fire. I don't know. I don't even know. <laughs> I, I keep hitting my microphone. Such a weird uh, scene. Well, it was, it was super creepy red pill. It was. It was. Oh, it, it was a total power dominance disorder. It was extra, it was? extra male yeah. empowerment. Like whatever. All like, over the fox's hole. <laughs> I mean, as like, long as it's not sentient. I mean, we've gotten into kink on this before, but I just, it was just that scene. I was like watching it, like this is just really weird. And you are just careening. I just, Oscar's character oh. for me just went from like, I'm on the train tracks to like, oh, he I'm w- in the river still driving the train. He like, went from zero to hell. psycho in nothing. Like three times. Oh my God. Like just boom. Well, that's the time. thing. That's the thing. It's like when I was trying to think about how this goes, I was, I, I kept describing, when I was describing it to David, like that, that Oscar takes kind of a heel turn. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't, he doesn't he, take no, a heel. No, he doesn't. Turn. He's just a heel from the start. Exactly. Like, yeah. And, yeah. But, and he knows what he's doing. He knows how to be a manipulator. And what's really cool is the way yes. the movie, the, the way the movie sort of plays with um, the tropes of the kind of movie that it's pretending to be upfront, where because he seems like a very comfortable person, just instantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I seems, mean, it starts out as this cute little rom com. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, la, 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 oh, she's got problems. Oh no, let's fix it with the cute boy from town. Right. Um, and that's. Uh, 
And so that's, I mean, that's is a really insidious bit of casting and all of that. And that's that's kind of a, a Nacho Vigalando sort of thing. Like he does that sort well, of stuff. I'm also glad that he took Jason Sudeikis and, and made him something other than yeah. Goofy Dude. Right. I'm yes. like, please show me more of this, Jason. You're amazing. Yeah, he, he gave a fantastic performance yeah. because every time he like tried to go back, I mean, I knew not to trust him. Mm-hmm. But I was like, part of me was like, no, I maybe he really did. I learn. just I've misunderstood what's going on. Yeah, here. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, he kind of gaslighted the audience. Right. Yes. Brilliant. It was like, right? I'm yeah. like, I know these are the warning signs and I'm not supposed to believe you, but I want you to be the right. character. Like there was still a moment before the fireworks when I was like, no, maybe he is going to be the character and Tim is going to be the abuser. Because right. right. if you have if you have ever seen one of these movies, you know, from the instant that that uh, Gloria meets oscar he pulls up in his truck oh yeah the mm-hmm. moment they have that meet cute the way it's shot the way it's acted mm-hmm. the way yeah. everything goes yep. fall in love. you know by the end of the movie these two are going to be together and yep. they're going to and they're going to have learned life lessons and they're going to be happy exactly yeah. right. they're going to live none in that of rental. that actually happens yeah. no. they're going to live in that rental right. with their cute little girls going to run right. out the door at the end and be like and, daddy are you home and then you'll see jason yeah. davis walk on through and be like oh she did pick him good for her oh, right. yeah like that's exactly. the rom-com ending and that's then exactly this it. movie turned on a fucking dime oh yeah Oh, shit. Oh, Lord. Oh, my God. I almost couldn't breathe watching some of this movie. It was so intense and you did not expect it at all. And it's what's at all. So anybody who is who is still listening at this point was like, I thought this was supposed to be a kaiju monster movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what first. I was like. Anne yeah. Hathaway and kaiju in one movie. Yeah. I'm down, right? Right. Yeah. And the kaiju in this, this is um, just just as a little trivia note. Kaiju in Japanese means strange beast. Okay, I'm done. Go. Um, the kaiju in this movie is very obviously a. Um, it, 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 may, it might as well have like a glowing neon sign above its head saying this is symbolism right before yeah it, before metaphor it, it yeah. clearly metaphor. is <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the harbor in seoul south korea today was destroyed by a really big metaphor yeah for <laughs> sure and then well the robot is equally a metaphor absolutely he has yeah. no emotions he is None. literally yeah. like a like a sociopath it's almost yeah. this uh, this notion of point. just executing his programming yeah mm-hmm. that he they just, he knows how to pretend to be yeah that is his that's that is his self-destructive yeah. um pattern of behavior that is comfortable to him because that's what he knows. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And and so yeah, these these giant monsters are are um walking manifestations of their self self-destructive patterns of behavior. Yeah. It was well and I think everyone in this movie up until the end when Anne Hathaway goes to Seoul mm-hmm. is programmed to only do their personal comfort. Right. Their personal pattern. Even Tim the moment Jason Sudeikis freaks out, Tim's first response is, let's get out. I, yeah. I'm done. He's, I don't want to play this game anymore. I'm not going <laughs> to lie anymore. I'm going to run away. He's right. the Lawrence Fishburne in Event Horizon. Oh, yeah, God. pretty much. Right. We're leaving. Yeah, every time. And Anne Hathaway just keeps getting... I, Too bad we can't I, stay, though. I, I, <laughs> the person I feel the worst for is Joel. Yeah. The yeah. friend who I feel... I want to understand how Joel was being manipulated because... You know, Oscar had to have been running some kind of con on him. Oh, of course. Beca- but I he, don't know he was just was. the young, naive dude, and he's yeah. the one that ended up. Uh, wait, Joel. Yes. Joel yeah, is the, the young one. Yes. The cute, okay. The cute, boy, yeah. the, the the cute one that she has the one night stand with, yeah. the, which yeah, upsets she, Oscar. She kind of crushes on him. She does. She does, yeah. but only drunk. Right. And again, he he again is he is he is. I think he represents a very. He's comfortable. He's safe. Like he's yeah. younger right. than she is. He's not going to do anything. Right. He's he's not going to hurt me because I have 
age over him. I have yeah. some semblance of he's, power. He's over a rebound. He doesn't know how to. He doesn't know how to function around women. Right. He's which may be what Oscar does. Maybe Oscar just kind of corrals him in and keeps him away. Yeah. Which is what I thought. The reason that I didn't immediately turn on him when he kind of got on Joel and Anne talking was I thought it was about Joel. I didn't think it was being possessive of her. I thought it was him trying to be like, hey, mm, you have a right. girlfriend or a wife or you have other things. Don't flirt mm. with this cute girl. Right. No, I, I, mm. I twigged really early. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I gave yeah. him that give. I didn't mm. give him the, no, we had this conversation last night when you were drunk give because I'm yeah. like, uh, what? Right. No. Yeah. That's, that can happen, but she's a she's a card-carrying alky. I don't know if she would have forgotten the whole conversation. Right. <laughs> I mean, if she's getting blackout drunk all the time, yeah, there's a problem. But she, she remembers walking through she the does. park, and you just kind of see what she remembers. Right. I feel like some of that conversation would have been like, oh, we did mention something. Like, maybe not the details, but yeah. when she was still like, did we? I was like, oh, no, uh-huh. no, 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 yeah. girl, trust your instincts. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> but I mean, but everything that happens to Anne Hathaway's character, even... Like when she was a child, when she lost her diorama and he went to go get it for her, just that was just a symbol symbolizing her not having any control over her life at all whatsoever. And then he pretends to be the white knight and then destroys it even further. This whole thing is that is metaphor 101. My thing about that is I don't understand his character in that moment. Yeah, I know we had to like we had to read the script and know that was going to happen. Yeah, but like just let it go. If yeah. he had just let it go, she wasn't going to run after it. Right. He could have easily just let it go, and it would have accomplished the same purpose. It's like, I kind of want to know what happened to him before then. Well, it's kind of the same, it's the same token that um, even when they're standing on the playground in the park, and there's this moment when you realize that he is willing to commit crimes against humanity, mm-hmm. literally, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, just to keep her in his orbit. Yep. Like it's the same just thing. Just keep her suffering. He could, he could, he could just let her go. Mm-hmm. But he'd rather, you know, he, he, he he'd is... rather make things worse. I, I can only imagine yeah. that it had to have been something like his parents were literally being like, "Why couldn't you be more like her and get good grades, or why couldn't yeah. you be as good as her?" I think it could be. You know, you can kind of fill in the background for him, right? Because yeah. it's kind of that, like, my friend Dahmer, like, making of a monster. Oh, I want to see my friend he, Dahmer so bad. He's going to have the same background that they all have, right? He's yeah. got, he's going to have the um, emotionally manipulative, abusive parents. Mm-hmm. Who, and the only way that he knows to keep someone is probably, most likely, either, either his father manipulating his mother or vice versa, mm. to keep them through gaslighting and abuse. That's the only way that he knows to interact with people. So that's the only way he feels that he can yeah. have love, right? Right. And that if if I control these people, that's the same as having having real love because oh. he doesn't know anything else, yeah, and, which, you know, you can get away with when you're, like, 12. Yeah. But once you're an adult, it's like, well, okay, so you need to realize your, like, destructive patterns and that this is not a way to interact with other human beings. Yeah. Um, so so it, it gives me a little more sympathy for him that he's probably just playing out what he saw as a child. Yeah. But, like, you're, like... 35 at this point you need to realize that this destructive behavior is not healthy or for anyone and that is a really good point because even even after you know that he is the heel like i'm still watching this movie kind of thinking is he gonna figure it out yeah i wanted him to be saved yeah a little bit yeah a little bit and that's that is that's 
but I'm but right I'm also into very the, into, the, into the into the abuser's playbook. It's it's yeah. that's yeah that right. is a stage right. of getting through yeah. that. Yeah, you want the abuser to be saved, but ultimately yeah. it, it is satisfying to watch the abuser get what they deserve. Specifically, yes. when yeah. it gets specifically flung several getting... miles through the well, air. Wouldn't I... it be lovely if that could happen to everyone who's ever gaslighted you that you could just kind of punt them into the sky? Oh, right. Instead, <laughs> they hang around, and this week I got a random like call from a debt collection agency for a boyfriend I had 10 years ago. Oh. And I was like, seriously? I can't even, like, can I just punt him into the sky so yeah. I can oh ever God. have oh. to hear his name again? Yeah, I was, I still, I, I <laughs> fairly recently started getting phone calls from the credit union that had the loan on my ex's BMW because mm -hmm. he mm. turned it back in and apparently gave them my number. Saying oh my they God. Should, they should come talk to me. Oh, Lord. Nope. So if I, if I had the ability, I would punt him into the fucking sun like Ted Danson on The Good Place. Oh yeah, my God, that's right. so much. So good. <laughs> so great. I would just like, seriously, everybody would be like, hey, uh, has anybody seen that guy, Wolf? No, I don't no. know, but I saw a solar flare the other day. Yeah. That is pretty. It burned. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, apparently syphilis burns blue. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. Oh. I'm allowed. You I, are. I put up with you the are. pants shitting fuck zombie for 13 years. Oh, I mean, I had oh, that too. Yeah, I had Dave. Ooh. Yeah. We won't talk about that. I just yeah, we to get will. To no, we won't. Pants shitting fuck zombie again. <laughs> you, can, you can call back to it on a later episode. You can. Oh, well, no. I mean, this is, this is yeah. already a callback. I just, I just called it back. It before. Yeah. Yeah, as in the in the Night of Something Strange episode, I referred to him as a pants shitting fuck zombie, and the name has sort of stuck for me. Well, good. I think it's we a like good that. one. It's catchy. You should, it is. You should put um like a. Sounds like it should have a song behind it. <laughs> I wouldn't say like a. <laughs> <laughs> like a <laughs> no, 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 pants shitting fuck zombie. No, 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 no. No, because it would have to be like a lot cuter. No, no, it has to be like a harp noise. Pants shitting fuck zombie. Or some kind of weird ass J-pop thing. <laughs> there you go. Fucking baby metal that shit. Like an insane like EDM early nineties, like super beat and just like pants, pants shitting, pants shitting, fuck zombie, pants shitting. Get orbital in on that shit. <laughs> no, see, I was like, I was actually going way, way further back, and I was like hearing like this very like. Um, Oh god, I can't remember who it is. Like 1920s jazz? No, like very like Mr. Sandman. Like there's a glockenspiel. Oh, like the, the 40s. The 40s. Swing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Mr. Pet Shitting. <laughs> Fuck zombie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Kick your stupid face into the sun. <laughs> into the sun. <laughs> You can stay in the bath <laughs> until your dick falls off. We, Fuck we, you. We can just anyway. do this in every genre. We'll we, just yeah, like, really can. We can do like an yeah. experimental jazz, like pow pow pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, so, right now you're taking me. You're taking me straight to like uh, the, uh, Isaac Hay, that Isaac Hayes sort of. <laughs> Who is the man? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Talk about pants. <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> this should just be cut and put right at the beginning. Just like Pretty a, much. a singing version. <laughs> yeah. Kegels, man. That's all. That's all you gotta do, man. But <laughs> never seriously. skip Kegels Day. No. Nope. <laughs> I mean, we, we know that. Anne has issues, and you mentioned self-medicating. I mean, 
I've been there. I know how it goes. Yeah. It sucks. It's the worst thing. And I'm glad that we do watch her realize it and try and fix it. And I, 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 I'm glad that she redeems herself. Yes. I like the ending. I don't, I wish, I almost wish there was two more seconds to just really see what her mental state was. Because, like, at the very end, like, I, by the way, I love that bar, that Korean bartender. She was so happy and right? ready to listen to any story. Like, just like, I loved a story. I kind of have this, like, headcanon where they end up dating and she just stays with <laughs> right? I didn't have and that. I was like, that was just going to be yeah, scissoring. It would make me really happy. Scissoring. We're back to scissoring. Scissoring me But So, like, I actually, at first I was a little taken aback by that ending too and the more i think about it the more i like it mm -hmm. because because the, the bartender asks her if she'd like a drink and there's just this moment of <sighs> yeah and that's when the movie ends so it doesn't end on her deciding to have a drink or not deciding to have a drink yeah. or rather it deciding to have a drink or deciding not to have a drink yeah we don't know well it's where she's ending up it's it is just a a quick <sighs> this is still going to be a struggle for me isn't it yeah and that's it and yeah. so um, like the two seconds wouldn't be there yeah it would have been before that okay because i just mm -hmm. want to know if like is she really feeling sad that she killed someone on purpose because all the other deaths were I mean, by I, accident i kind of saw that when or, she was walking back from I, I the saw shore that and then she laughed and the laugh mm -hmm. is when i'm like is she actually feeling bad for killing him or was she like sad that she's stuck in Seoul and she has no money because where did she even get enough money to buy a ticket to Seoul? It's not like it's mm -hmm. cheap to buy less. She sold that TV. She could have actually <laughs> that <laughs> um, Stole the money out of the register right? bar, hopefully. Um, I mean, the bar had been on fire, so. Uh, right. Insurance that, that bar did not have no. good register. No. <laughs> no. Okay, stole it out of, like, the bo the metal box under the, under right. the bar. There was no safe. The yeah, yeah. And right. I, I know Jason Sudeikis did not have uh, a business uh, policy on that bar. That no, is no. too much. Nope. No. No, he doesn't think He wouldn't bar. care. Yeah, he I'm doesn't care about liability. He just fucking shoot him, probably. Right. <laughs> That's why he has a shotgun underneath the bars to take care of liability issues. <laughs> but no, I I really did see her after everything was said and done, after she literally threw Oscar into you know the wild blue yonder. Um, <laughs> so I saw I saw that you know her kind of just now what do I do? You know she had that moment, and then she saw the bar, and she's like. Okay, there's something that's comforting and familiar, and let's deal with it. Which is where I saw the laughing coming and in. That's like and then she's open, like, "Oh really wait, <laughs> oh wait a minute." Yeah, I don't feel like she went to a bar because it was comforting as much as just it was a place where she could sit down. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, and, she, and it wasn't raining. She didn't necessarily have the money to like go into a restaurant, and yeah. she didn't have a place to stay. Right. But you can go sit at a bar. Like mm -hmm. no one's gonna kick mm -hmm. you out. Usually. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, in Japan, and I'm not sure about other Asian countries. In Japan, if you sit down at a bar, you're paying a fee. Whether um, you drink it, whether you drink something or not, you're paying I a think, fee. I don't think that's a, a thing outside in most other countries. Like I don't know. That that Korean bar did not look like a Japanese bar. No, it didn't. Like it didn't it looked like an American bar. Yeah. It yeah. Looked, and right. that woman spoke very clear. Yeah, so that so, may even be like a I assume, expat bar. Yeah, that I assume that's be. like right. the bar by the airport. Yeah, yeah probably. You know, like that, she kind of walked back toward the airport and was like, <laughs> "I don't really know how I'm doing this." Of all the bars in right. all the world, she steps on mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
a great point about the the fact that like she so she gets rid of Oscar, and then she's thinking like. I'm free. I've fixed my problem, right? Yeah. And then she walks into the bar and, no, the problem's still with me. Right. Which, when you're an alcoholic, that's kind of the, okay, this is the thing I'm going to have to deal with my entire life. I'm yeah. going to have to struggle with this. Some days I'm going to be on the wagon and some days I'm going to be off the wagon. And mm-hmm. yeah. And that is kind of, like, with any mental illness or with any, um, any disability, you have days where you're like, I overcame the thing. And then it's... But I didn't really overcome the thing. I will always have this thing that I struggle with every single day. Right. And yeah. sometimes that feeling is crushing. Spoon theory. It's rough. Yeah. And there's, yeah. there's that there's that kind of There is no spoon. She spends so much of the 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 third small, well, the second and third act reacting to Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. And once she gets rid of Oscar, you're you're right. There's that sense of now what? Well, it's also well, now what? It is the first moment of agency. She yeah. has in the entire. Oh film. my god! And it's yes. terrifying. She she has no agency at any point, even down to like I obviously just did my laundry. Oscar takes her to a bar, yeah. didn't take her home, yeah. never drives her home mm-hmm. that night. Like she has to walk. That's home. true. Yeah. He, I don't think he actually does drive her no, home she, at all. No. He, in their entire interaction, she never makes a choice ever. No. Nope. And every time she's about to is when he starts to like put mm-hmm. his foot down. And I, I do think there's a certain amount of like she's drinking specifically because then she doesn't have culpability then yeah. she can say well oh, i made yeah. a really bad choice but i was drunk at the time that yeah. wasn't really me and so she can get a kind of excuse her own behavior right. throughout because and she's i think for a minute she has a hope that maybe oscar is finally going to be that person who cares because we even right. saw that like 10 seconds of like all of her friends come in not a person realizes that something is wrong with her yep no They're one. all debating, like, do we want Chinese? Do we want to order this food? Like, mm-hmm. they walk around her and set up mm-hmm. shop. Yeah. And, and Because obviously Tim had the best apartment. Oh, yeah. Right. And I think Joel was the scared little puppy who yeah. just wanted to her and wanted to be the man who fixes things for her, but does not have enough agency of his own. Right. Mm-hmm. I think <laughs> Oscar just has kept Joel completely under tow. Oh, yeah. And kept him from, you know, gaining any kind of like, I'm man, you know, I'm in a small New Hampshire town. Yeah, he kind of fed him that men's rights activist bullshit well, the whole so time. Well, he's so manipulative. Yeah. He is. Yeah. So, he's yeah. master manipulative. And mm-hmm. if Joel is at all introverted, then, you know, suddenly Oscar is his only friend. Right. Which is why it took Anne. Just teaching him how to be a real man. Right. Yeah. But but it still took Anne making the first move for them mm-hmm. to have Twice. anything to do with each other. Twice. Twice. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, that's probably, I mean, I'm sure Joel noticed Oscar's disapproval. I, I right. Wonder. Because when, when you're yeah. with an abuser like that, um, you, you're very hypervigilant. Yeah. Right. Oscar what, can't know. What is oh my their God. reaction? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. So. And I, yeah. And I feel like when Oscar pushed Anne down hard, Mm-hmm. from the shoulders at the end of their kind of confrontation is when Joel kind of clicked and was like, oh. Oh, shit. Yeah, like, I need to... I don't think this is what it's supposed to be. Like, he yeah. still obviously stuck around because he shows back up with all of the furniture, so he was yeah. still right. hanging out with Oscar. Mm-hmm. I almost wonder what the conversation was. And you know, Anne Hathaway was like... She was like five months pregnant when they shot yeah, that. Yeah, she was second trimester. Yeah. 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 So that was like... Really? Yeah, yeah she second. got manhandled. Like, I'm, I'm really impressed. They, yeah. that's not an easy thing to work out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? and it was 
just the right time because she was definitely not even slightly showing. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's not. You she know, hadn't even gotten the bigger boobs yet. It, it's not quite. You know. Pam, Pam Anderson wearing a, a corset to bring her down to a 17-inch waist barbed wire pregnant. Well, But Pam Anderson has never been the brightest person. So... And I'm sure that scene was like, there was a pad underneath her, push down, cut. Right. Oh, I'm you sure. the camera, I'm laying on the floor now, shocked. You well, know? Yeah, because, right, yeah, right. yeah it's, it's, it's done with editing. There's a smash, yeah. there's a smash cut to her lying on the ground. And it's you can great And then you cut. can, and then you fully in that, and yeah. Yeah. That's... that's this film was very well shot for a lot of the like yeah. mild to moderate CGI. Like, yeah. Mostly yeah. really good, sometimes a little questionable. Well, it's, it had like a, a budget of like 15 million bucks. Yeah. And yeah. so, and it. It did really well with his budget. It did fantastically well. Yeah. Um, and I think, I, I just loved the editing of this movie. Like yeah. the shooting, the editing. Really, it was the only. Very thing, tightly done. The only thing that I didn't care for stylistically was her monster. Oh, I, love I mean, I know that they couldn't use anything that was like already the licensed. The I, was, was I was into it when the monster and then the robot showed up and I was like, Ugh. yeah, the like, monster to me. Sorry. No, go the ahead. Monster he, was just kind of shapeless. The monster looked to me like something straight out of Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah. yeah. I liked yeah. the monster yeah. because I thought it had a very prominent brow. Right. <laughs> yeah. Which gave the monster more emotion in its face right. than yeah. Godzilla has. Because Godzilla <laughs> always kind of looks angry unless you give him like human eyes. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but this monster like could scrunch its face and could do a lot of yeah. brow movement. There was a lot of yeah. I think there was a lot of uh, sort of pathos in that monster. Yeah. It was not like a it was not like a savage, angry monster. It actually wasn't it wasn't even rampaging in the sense that the stupid monsters in the stupid rock movie are going to be rampaging. It's just right. more just like clumsily sort of stomp, like stomping yeah. around trashing stuff because right. it is in about as much control as Gloria is, which is yeah. to say exactly. not much. None. I think also that was really interesting for me from the perspective of a horror writer is the way the monster is used mm -hmm. because usually um, when I'm reading or or watching a, a horror movie that has a monster in it, usually the monster is like a metaphor for the characters, whatever, their mental illness, their yeah. abusive situation, their their <laughs> dependence on substance abuse or whatever. Right. So it's a metaphor for something, and at the end they have to kill it. Yeah. And so when then they kill the monster at the end, and like, you know, they're, but, but everything's been laid waste, right? And so they have no friends or family left because the monster killed everyone. Yeah, yeah. And mm -hmm. so it, the idea is that, you, you know, you have to kill the monsters to overcome it. Yeah. And instead, Anne Hathaway in this had to become the monster. She had to embrace the fact that she was this monster. Yeah. And only then could she kind of free herself from it. And yet not free herself from it, right? Just like right. we talked about how well, she knows in the end she'll she, be this monster forever. She kind right. of babadooks it. It's like she has, she has, to, she has to take yeah. control of her situation. Right. And then, like... Live with, live with. We the got whole. prayer hands over here. Live with Alex. I by love the, I love the Baba. It is now. I she is. She totally does. <laughs> I don't like that movie. I don't care. But but you're right about the monsters in Colossal. Yes. Uh, where where yeah, she does have to embrace that monster and then realize. I can't get rid of this. It's with me forever. I have to well, use it. And that is something that, that is something, again, I've only seen as far as Nacho Vigalando's films, I've seen this one and I've seen Time Crimes, which if mm -hmm. you haven't seen Time Crimes, it's on Shutter. Go see it. It's amazing. He's mm -hmm. done, well, I don't know about amazing, but it's, it's really good. He did some good. of the, one of the shorts in ABCs. Yes, the very first one, actually. AS4 Apocalypse. Oh, I like that one. Yes. Yeah. I did like that one. Yeah. It was um, before F, so I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> F is for fart. Uh, so, 
the thing about the thing about time crimes and i don't want to get unlike other movies that we talk about i don't want to mess with it because it's another one that you kind of need to let it play with your expectations yeah Yeah. um but it's another one of those things where he is he's kind of falling into that same uh edgar wright kind of camp where he's taking genre films and using genre films to tell interestingly personal stories yeah um in this one, you know, obviously that, you know, the, the lack of control and the spiral of self-destructive behaviors manifests itself as these giant monster and robot, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Time Crimes, um, it's a very easy to read that as the complicated web of lies that you have to, to tell in order to hide like infidelity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just and so you, and you just sort of keep tripping over trying to keep track of everything. Mm-hmm. Um and he and he uses this weird little time paradox, time loop type story to to get that idea out. Yeah, it's really impressive. It's not something that many other people do very well, mm-hmm. uh, and it pisses me off that more people didn't see this movie because it's so good. Well, and I look at the monster yeah. for Anne, for Gloria. As, <laughs> say it with a little more enthusiasm no um, <laughs> as not being like her alcoholism or her poor choices her, the monster is almost her reliance on men mm-hmm. and from a young age she got so mad that he destroyed it but she forgot that and just remembered that he, he retrieved it and I think in that moment Instead of just, I almost feel like if she had just like taken it and like been like, you know, fuck you for destroying it. Why did you do that? Bring it out to the light. This never would have happened. Mm -hmm. But because she kept it in and she decided to rely on men and never have agency. And the moment I take after, because the very first thing she does after she, you know, kills, you know, throws him and the monster vanishes into the weird smoke Mm -hmm. um, is she's going to take her own agency and tell her own story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the monster represents a, her agency. Yeah, the, yeah. the monster yeah. represented like, the monster was like some cosmic Korean force <laughs> giving her like, here is a gift, you get to control mm-hmm. and you get to be the monster right now. And then she never used it until that moment. Well, and, and a kind I, of- here's something that we need to think about though, because there was that moment where she's like, oh my God, I can do this. How do I stop destroying things? And he goes to the Korean people and asks how to write that for her. So I think there's uh, like the, it's, it's the, the monster is a, a sort of amplification of consequences. Yeah. Um, it is, it's, it always seems to come down to it. It is the consequence. It's an amplification and a focus. It is, it is, it is, the consequence of her actions yep. writ large and, you know, having, having like real world. Literally. And at first, her first, like her, the, the first, her first thought, then you actually just said it. And that's what sort of made me light up is to back the hell away from it. I'm never going to use this again. Yeah. Is to like, stop doing this. Yeah. Like just to, to, to so she has this, uh, she has this, you know, this big consequence and she just starts dodging the responsibility as hard as she can. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's only at the end when she uses, she specifically uses that. Mm-hmm. And actually, even before then, when she um, when she defies Oscar in the playground, and there's that little fight between the monster and the robot, and mm-hmm. you know, not even a fight really. The monster just, you know, points and the robot goes, and that's that's really the first time that she actually 
uses the monster. She yeah. uses it with deliberation. With agency. Yes, exactly. And so it's it, it was an attempt at agency because ultimately it failed and he came back even worse than well, before. Right. But it was it was miss it was um she did not realize the full uh the full situation. Yeah. So she thought that he was on her side so that her pointing this out was like, Oh yeah, I made a mistake. <clears throat> right. And that's actually that's yeah. I and, and the, that that moment when you start to when you start to take agency, that is when that is when the abusive relationship goes from comfortable to very uncomfortable, very right? Yeah. To the to the part right. where it thing where it starts to go downhill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was very quickly where uh, the Hooters tank tops and cops show up. Yeah, my relationship was had been going on for thirteen years. Um, mm -hmm. It was when I started to show a little bit of agency and started to get treatment for some of my mental issues. Mm -hmm. It was less than nine months after that that mm -hmm. I that I left the pant shedding fuck zombie. So like that's the beginning of the end when you take when when the um, when the target of that kind of abuse like first takes that agency that is always yeah. the beginning of the end. Yeah, that, that was about where mine ended too. Same thing. Yeah, and that's and that's where he turns from being on her side to just full on manipulating. Her. Absolutely. Like he does not want to play this game. He, Again, he got way too close, way too fast yeah. to lose it. He is willing to go and commit mass murder yeah. to and keep her under his thumb. Destroy the only way he makes money. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just for for a bit, like for not even a good bit, like for an yeah. obnoxious, unnecessary bit, he's willing to just like destroy his bar. It's right. like, look what I own and you don't here. Well, and that's that kind of, you know, like the your abuser freaking out and, and yeah. mm -hmm. being like, I'm just if you leave me, I I will destroy myself. And so yeah. it's his his last gambit. The only thing he has left yeah. to control her with is, well, I'll just I'll burn my life to the ground if you leave. And then he does. Yeah, and it's, it's yeah. well, because the and I think the way it even plays out is he actually he sets the firework off and sets the bar on fire and basically looks straight at um old boyfriend whose name like tim name is tim okay yeah and look <laughs> stares straight at tim and uh, basically i believe he actually says more or less verbatim that you know she's not going anywhere like that i can he, it seems to be like a demonstration of i can burn this place to the ground and she ain't leaving yeah, yeah. tim called he raised mm-hmm mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He right. He was like, you know, put your cards down. Here and it is. was all just so much dick waving. I'm like, put them away, kids. Put them away. This is so uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> this is not a Jess it Franco. Excellent. Movie. It is not a Jess Franco movie. I mean, uh, they can take him out. I don't really need to see true, Tim's, but I would love to see. Jess I mean, but Franco's. he's thin though, so it's probably big. Anyway, <laughs> the, those things are not necessarily connected. Not necessarily, but a lot of times. I mean, there's no like fupa there to hide parts of it. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> your dick physics is lacking though. <laughs> it, it, when you lose like 10 pounds you gain an inch of dick that's His a thing dick physics are in early access alpha <laughs> <laughs> beta dick so, physics with Bob <laughs> so new, anyway the new online course yeah so <laughs> as a whole I mean taking all of it and there are plot holes hole? there are plot holes so we're not going to avoid it yeah. well the sentient hole plot holes is that what you're talking about yeah that's it um no so the, the but the my funniest plot hole that i read was um no matter how good of a uh, cellular connection they have you cannot get a live stream that's uh, no that's true. right that was the mm. most instantaneous mm -hmm. live stream ever that's true. right yeah and also yes, there was there was a thing i read about like 
the fact that Jason Sudeikis had actually stepped out of the the sandbox mm-hmm. meant that the robot should have disappeared. Yeah. But my argument against that is that in that moment they were fulfilling what was always supposed to be the promise. Right. So it's... I think at that point, once they were both there, it did not matter. Right. I think it's less to do with the sandbox than it is it's them in that place. Yeah. Well, I think it was the sandbox. Mm-hmm. When they because were both that's there, yeah. But once that once like the cosmic lightning force, that Raiden obviously it was. Oh Raiden. right. Yes. Um. So once Raiden decided that this was fulfilling the contract, um, <laughs> he that it no longer mattered. Right. Because it was like you know it, they knew this was coming to a close. Whatever was right. going to happen, I'm not gonna lie. So, I kind of wanted her to squish him. Yeah, I was waiting for this squish. I really the budget I, yeah, probably wouldn't have allowed. I wanted. I wanted the one, the one second joke of like squish, and then you get to see Anne Hathaway go. (laughs) (laughs) Wipe it off. And then you cut to the monster like wiping it off and like looking at it again. I I did enjoy the, I mean, I, the fling was probably easier Uh, to do. The fling was fun, actually. It was fun. The only thing about the fling is just, you have to have that moment of being like, Jason Sudeikis actually got flung somewhere, right. mm-hmm. and something else was damaged or destroyed because of it. Well, well, I also love, I but just, there's also collateral damage in any kind of recovery from abuse. There yeah. is, so but yeah, it's usually not like personalized, like you know, throwing <laughs> someone. Right. That was the only thing where I was like, yeah. if she just crushed him, it would have just been right. over. So, like, I would love like. There needs to be, but but somebody be a, somewhere miles away got it, hit with a flying dude. Even even a short like <laughs> a farmer in like the next county over. Yeah. Like there's just like this oh. asshole lands in his pumpkin patch and he's like, I, this I, I, this I really hope it's yeah. not a farmer because that farm policy would not have covered. That would have been. I'm pretty explosion. sure that would definitely count as an act of God. Yeah. Well, a homeowner's policy. Yeah. If, he, um, if he hit a, a home, like oh, someone had a homeowner's policy, that would have been. And covered. I feel like that's another horror movie. It's like the pumpkins have tasted blood now. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, so, what? What? How do we review it, Bob? Uh, really, I, I absolutely adore this movie. It is harsh. It is uncomfortable. It is not what you're sold in the trailer, and I adore it. It really, it gets a five out of five giant South Korean monsters from me. It's amazing. I adore. I love it. I I agree. I. I don't think I would give it a five out of five because I wanted it to be more comical than it, it, because if I, I'm happy it was what it was, but I do kind of want what I was sold, which was my funny comedy where Anne Hathaway was a monster and like used it to save the world or something. Um, But I, I loved it. I loved that these were real people, even as insane as they were. Jason Sudeikis as like sociopathically crazy as he was was a legitimate person who probably would do things like that. And Anne Hathaway had a real addiction. She didn't, you know, full circle her alcoholism away by throwing the robot. She just, you know, studied Drew Barrymore from the age of five. It's oh, great. <laughs> but, I mean, so I would definitely, I would give this a four and a half out of five destroyed playgrounds in the middle of Fuckton, uh, New Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> Just call it Fuckton, New Hampshire. Where is Fuckton, New Hampshire? 
It's right next to Blue Balls, Pennsylvania. Oh, <laughs> <very> good. <laughs> so what do you think, Andy? It's a little too far for comfort, sadly. Um, yeah, I really like this uh, movie a lot too. Um, I don't like using half stars, but um, yeah, I've just I've kind of I've kind of gotten hip to, to Nacho now, and I really like this guy. Uh, I like what he does. I want to see what he does next. And he's I'm, made a Spanish movie. He's made several, but like since Colossal. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, so like I'm gonna go dig up everything more that I can find by the guy because you know, so far he's two for two. They're really good. Yeah, so I mean, I'm it's it's a solid four out of five. Um, secret lines of coke in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm I'm definitely sold. I wonder if he did a um, an eight inch line off of a nine inch dick. That was James St. James's dream in Party Monster. Yeah. Oh. It's been a while since I've seen Party Monster, but it was a good movie. It's a great, it's a great movie. What did you think, Sarah? Um, I think I would give it probably four and a half out of five hot Korean bartenders. <laughs> <laughs> um, she was really cute. She That's was what cute. I want the sequel to be about. They can take down the pumpkin monsters. And I think... Yeah, I, I really like movies that play with my expectations. You don't, I mean, that's why I like horror, right? Is because horror is kind of the genre that does that the most. With yeah. with other genres, you know, you you kind of know what you're what you're gonna get um, at the beginning of the story, and that's not always a bad thing. Sometimes right. you you just you really want to read something where you can kind of predict what's gonna happen a little bit. Um, but horror is the genre that the mo- that most um, messes with my paradigm and this movie did a really good job of that without being like a straight up jump scare kind of horror movie and yeah. and I really appreciate that it it sort of defied genres in that way that like I wouldn't I don't know what genre to put this movie in and that's amazing well, hardly yeah. anyone yeah. makes movies anymore that don't fit neatly into a genre because they're impossible to market. And so then you don't make any money, right? Because then audiences are like, I don't know if I want to see that because I don't know what genre it goes in. And and so I I hope that its modest success will encourage more filmmakers to make more movies that are like that, where you go in kind of expecting one thing and getting something else. Um, If you really liked this one, have you guys reviewed Housebound? Is it Homebound or Housebound? Yeah. We have it. So Housebound is is one of my, is like one of my favorite movies right now. Australian movie. Because it's another one that you go into it being like, this is going to be a horror movie. And then it is something completely different. And like, it's Mm -hmm. constantly playing with your expectations. It's very, very funny. It's a, it's just a really good movie. So if you liked Colossal and, 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 Housebound is like funnier. Did you see so that? Yeah. <laughs> It'll make you laugh a lot. Which see the boy? The boy? I don't think I've seen that one. So it's the one with the doll that um and the girl from Walking Dead. It oh. um so without spoiling, okay. it has the same ending as okay. Housebound. Okay. And it feels like almost the closest thing we'd ever get to the American ripoff of Housebound. Okay. <laughs> um, and it's very similar. The story is like very much told in that same format. Okay, I'll have to I'll have to watch that one. Thanks. Mm. But yeah, so now, I mean, as far as this one goes, I'm just really glad. I it had a really heavy message. It really did. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't quite anvilicious. It wasn't like just smacking you in the head with it. But it was really well told, and I was just overall yeah. super happy with it. Was, it. it was well written, well filmed, well acted. Like there was, there's very few faults. Yeah, we all good. 
Yeah. I like you're looking at me like, do we have permission permission to end, sir? Permission granted. Well, I mean, you're the ones that always <laughs> yell at me for doing it wrong. So what do you do at the end, Bob? <laughs> what, do, what do we do? What do we do after we rate the movie? Yes, after we rate the movie, we go into t- giving like our details. Yes, kids, if you need to email us, lay eggs in my brain, yell at Andy for like not t- giving me permission to move forward. <laughs> Uh, just email us at bob at candycodedrazor.com. You can visit us on the web at candycodedrazor.com. You can see us on Facebook by searching for Candy Coated Razor Blades or visit me on Twitter at CandyRazorBob. And remember to rate and review us on any podcast platform you get your podcast from. More reviews mean more listens, more listeners. Maybe we will one day get an email. Ooh. And you can contact me. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at ZanmanHorrorFan. That's X-A-N-M-A-N HorrorFan. And you can email me at podcasthorror at gmail.com. Um, you can find me on Twitter at OhShutUpAndy, OhShutUpAndy. Uh, technically, it's there. <laughs> I, lo- I, I look at it. You've been more active on Facebook, Andy. So, you have. You know, maybe you'll start using Twitter someday. No. <laughs> now no, that it's no, 240, no. you can double the amount of things you want to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, mm. Yeah, that, that's that's yeah, that's why I seem to have nothing to say. Usually, the usually the like and subscribe is my spiel to cover up for the fact that I don't actually have a social media pl- presence at all. That's okay. <laughs> um, so you can remind them to like what? and subscribe and review again. You just did. Never, it never hurts. Right? It never Keep hurts. Saying it over and over. Like, subscribe, rate, review. Like, subscribe, Thank rate, you. review. <laughs> like, subscribe, rate, review. Thank you for having yes, me yes. on. Like uh, subscribe, you can, you rate, can and review. You can also find me on Twitter. My username is Steampunk Panda. Um, and I have a Patreon where um, once a month for only a dollar, I post creepy short stories that I write. So, Yay! Um, What's so the if link you're to that? into that, um, you can um, search. It's under my name, Sarah Hans. So cool. um, you can kind of search for it. And, cool. and I tweet way too much. So I mean, tweeting's fine. H-A-N-S? Mm-hmm. As in yeah, Hans. Like, like um, Hans Christian Andersen yep. or yeah. um, Prince Hans from Frozen yep. is, has made it really easy for the children to spell my name. They love that. They yeah. need to pay a dollar for your creepy stories. <laughs> yes. They do. <laughs> Sarah with an H or without? With the H, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Making sure they can find you. Right. All 12 of our listeners are ready. <laughs> on it. Mm. We've, we've actually been getting better in that regard. So that was like 40 for the last one. Oh my God. I know. We've like quadrupled our. <laughs> <laughs> we have on that note, kids. Bye. 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 <laughs>Candy Coated Razorblade Podcast is distributed under Creative Commons License 3.0. Attribution, non-commercial, share alike. Visit us on the web at www.candycoatedrazor.com. Theme music for this episode is 13 Monsters by Lightning Bolt. Visit them on the web at www.laserbeast.com.